Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. It is March 1st, 2021. Please get your head out of your behind. Uh, We are under attack from all various places and none of it from foreign terrorists. The terrorists we need to fear are all sitting in D.C. and a lot of times they're in our state legislatures. Um, We have... We are just under assault from all different directions. What we're going to be talking about tonight is the full-scale, front-on attack on the Second Amendment. The reason they're after the Second Amendment, they don't care what kind of guns you got or how many of them you got. They don't care. They got weapons that make that gun look like a pea shooter. What they're after is the psychological effect of disarming the country. You take the Second Amendment away, it knocks the knees out from under the Constitution. And whether you think the Constitution is legit or not, it is the document which we abide by, or supposedly. But apparently nobody in D.C. has bothered to read it. Now, instead of coming right out and saying, you can't have a gun, we came up with some clever plans. This, like excessive and extreme taxes on gun purchases up to 50 and 60 percent the price of the gun. $2,000 taxes per gun owned to register them because, you know, there's nothing more dysfunctional than a federal agency. They need money. And no red flag laws that are so loosely written they can be twisted and interpreted to mean anything. Now, over the last few months, I have gotten repeated emails from an outfit called Act Blue and a couple others uh, at one point claiming that last year in 2020, there were 611, count that, 611 mass shootings in the United States. I was stunned. Told me. We've always had gun violence, if you want to call it that. But stop and think about something. If someone is intent on killing you, not having a gun isn't going to stop them. They're going to run over you with their car. They're going to stab you with a knife. They're going to poison you, choke you to death. They'll find a way to do it. The gun is not responsible for the crime. Only the person is. But the point is, they don't want you to have one. They don't want you feeling like you can fight back. And you have to understand that the Second Amendment was not implemented so that you could hunt deer and rabbit. That's not what it's about. It was put in there so that the people had a defense against a tyrannical government. And Lord, don't we know what that means today? (laughs) We have come through successive presidencies both Democrat and Republican. And I want to remind you again, that division in political parties exists only out here in no man's land. You get out in D.C., it becomes very apparent very quickly. They're all working together. It's one big party, and you wasn't invited. 
but there have been numerous attacks on the Second Amendment. Now, what I can tell you is going to happen is they push these bills forward and try to scare everybody into going, oh, yeah, yeah, we need this. Oh, yeah, there's going to be several mass attacks. People are going to go off the deep end for some reason unknown to anyone and shoot people. Now, the last time they tried this, nothing was working. Uh, Everybody's going, yeah, okay, when these shootings would occur. So what happened? Somebody walked into a church, a church, mind you, and opened fire. That'll get you. The problem was there was somebody in there that was carrying and popped up and dropped the shooter right there in the doorway. So they had a hard time selling that, you know, is why we need gun control. And there are, I, as I recall here recently, there are 58 million gun owners in this country and over 300 million guns in private possession. Guns are not the problem. The other thing they have done is, of course, they've demonized the National Rifle Association, the NRA, which has over a million members. And they were really pressuring Congress to back off. So, of course, the left is claiming that, you know, they own the Republicans and, and this uh, this corruption by the Republicans with the NRA. Oh, it was just terrible. <laughs> the NRA, in my estimation, my opinion, has done more to defend the Second Amendment and they didn't have to go and by Congress, they were enough in number that it scared the Beetlejuice out of many Republicans who thought if they tied in with them, it would save the seat that they hold. And in many cases, it did. But this, like I say, is a full-on attack. Now, we've been putting up with the censorship, the violation of the First Amendment. Have you heard anybody come out in D.C. with anything meaningful about the censoring that's going on? Have you heard the Supreme Court jump up and voice its opinion? Nah. You don't hear a peep. Stuff is getting wiped out, taken down every day of the week, labeled misinformation. The misinformation is coming from the government. Why aren't they wiping that out? But anybody who doesn't agree with you or the powers that be don't like what you have to say, suddenly all your accounts get wiped out, your webpage gets taken down. All sorts of things happen. And yet people like Fauci can get up and lie on your face every day, and he can get all the airtime, anything he wants. Nobody wipes him out. And I think personally everything he's got on the net needs to be taken down. The man's a threat to humanity, him and Bill Gates both. But we are under attack. The very core of our country is under attack, and it's not foreign terrorists unless you consider the people in D.C. foreigners, and there's days I think they must be. But this is going to be our discussion tonight. Now, if you've got anything you want to say, be civil about it, but call in 917-388-4520. Hit number one immediately when Blog Talks answers to get put in the queue. I'll get to you. Again, that number is 917-388-4520. We'd be glad to hear from you, like I say, but be civil. Anyway, with that, of course, my co-host tonight is John LeCron, and I know he's a favorite around here. So I'm going to turn this over to him and let him pick us, pick it up and take us where we need to go. Take it away, John. 
Mighty fine, Marty. As always, a real pleasure. If you get a caller in, you just say something, and I'll uh, quit ranting. But until then, Marty, you nailed it, darling. In a nutshell, it has nothing to do with having a little pop gun, even if it has a large caliber or a, shall we say, high-capacity magazine. No, it's all about the psychological value of you being able to tell somebody to kiss off. Okay? You know, I remember a heartfelt commentary a lot of years ago. It was a video that was on YouTube. It was a woman that actually lost both of her parents in a um, shooting in Texas. And she was busy ranting and raving against the uh, Texas legislature because uh, they had basically had this law that said she couldn't carry her gun around. And so she had left the gun in her vehicle went inside the, uh, I guess it was a restaurant or something, and then a madman showed up and started just blazing away with everybody. And uh, that was when she realized she didn't have her gun on her. Now, her father um, ended up getting killed and, uh, you know, trying to protect her and, I guess, the mom, and mom refused to leave with the daughter. Uh, the daughter did manage to escape. The uh, woman stayed with the husband, and needless to say, just walked up and bang, it was over. Um, and her commentary was fascinating. She said she had no hatred for the man that murdered her parents. No. He had mental issues, and she comprehended that. Her hatred was with the people that told her she couldn't carry. Because had she been caring at that moment, a lot of people would not have died that day. And I know that to be true. We have seen guns stop more violence, more opportunities than you can possibly fathom. For every time we hear about somebody getting killed by a gun, uh, whether it's from a perspective of a criminal doing it, whether it's from a perspective of a costume badge and a gun doing it, or whether it's from a perspective of uh, somebody in a home protecting their home and their family, to include young people, I would like to add, protecting the family with a gun. Well, for all those times, you have no idea, clue, how many times a gun was there and not used, and somebody is alive today because of it. We have plenty of stories where women were sitting there begging, please, I need to have a gun. There's a, somebody that's a real threat to me. And, oh, I'm sorry, we got a two-week waiting period. Uh-huh. And we all know what happened after that. Ladies and gentlemen, there is so much behind everything. We know that the New World Order requires mass disarmament. And when I say disarmament, that doesn't mean the mass murdering psychopaths and their uh, you know, leaders, which are creating all these wars of aggressions against peaceful people. No, that's not who we're talking about, because honestly, they need to be disarmed. They need to be disarmed. You think these psychopaths over there at United States Incorporated need to have access to nukes or, for that matter, bombs? Look at how they've treated them. Look at the last 75 years, how those tools have been used, not against foreign armies, but against civilians. Did you hear me, people? Against civilians, not against military targets, 
but against infrastructure, things that everybody needs to use, power plants, water purification sites, sewage disposal, schools, hospitals, churches. We're busy celebrating, yeah, we took out a terrorist today, when they blew up a uh, friggin' uh, parade of, uh, I guess it was a wedding or something like that. So you killed a bunch of innocent people over, in theory, somebody being there that they had a target on. Men, women, children, didn't matter. We got our target. Problem solved. Ladies and gentlemen, are you seeing the problem here? Because believe me, it's a very real problem. I've gone to great lengths on multiple sites explaining exactly how this system is set up. This is a global slave-based system coming directly out of the Vatican with its subsidiaries out of the city of London and Washington, the District of Criminals. And Marty, they are foreign to the American people. They are foreign. Washington, D.C. is a city-state. It has nothing to do with America, and yet it has everything to do with America. When I sit here and explain to people the United States is not a country, it's a corporation, and you can verify that. This isn't John talking smack. 28 United States Code 3002, Section 15A, people. United States is a federal corporation. The word federal means by agreement or by contract. Corporation is just that, a dead entity. But we've magically come to the position where we've been indoctrinated to believe it's a few assholes, 535 of them to be exact, plus this couple of assholes sitting on a Supreme Court, make the decision for hundreds of millions of people in a country. Boy, that was some really good salesmanship. That was what it was, salesmanship that they are in charge. They have the right to tell us how we can defend ourselves or not defend ourselves, what we can or cannot do, what we must pay or else. When I sit here and remind people that America is the last country, literally, almost, well, we got one more, but um, the Swiss, and, of course, the Switzerland, is uh, they got uh, everybody armed to the teeth. Why? Because, again, that's where the Vatican's money is located at, plus all the European and everybody else's money, too. Um, but uh, in a nutshell, America is basically the last bastion. They have disarmed every other country. Now, Israel, yeah, they got a bunch of people running around there, too. But trust me, most of the civilians don't have it. Why is this? It is like you say, it is empowering. And you look at, uh, you know, statistics. Well-armed communities don't have the problems that disarmed communities do. You look at all of these cities that quote-unquote burned down and all the rioting and all the uh, stuff that got stolen from buildings, from businesses. What did they have in common other than a central bank hub 
again, folks, if you figure that out, you figure out who's behind the riots, hint, hint. But what happens in all those cities where everybody is armed to the teeth? Not a peep. Yeah, maybe a few people marching down the street complaining, and there's nothing wrong with that. I've been there, done it myself. Were they acting the fool? Were they assaulting people? Were they burning buildings? Were they raiding homes and raiding businesses and just wholesale theft? Of course not. Respect. And see, this isn't something new that we've just figured out. Oh, no, we've known this back in our day, Marty. The riots in uh, Los Angeles. There was a period there where you had all these problems, and it was the uh, Korean community, all the Korean businesses, while everybody around them was getting torched and burned to the ground and stuff stolen. Nope. The Koreans were armed to the teeth and protecting their buildings and their businesses. They didn't suffer the way other people did. They survived. And you have to ask yourself a question. Based on everything that we know about guns, and yes, there are accidents that happen with guns. Sometimes, you know, things happen. Somebody's foolish playing with a gun. Maybe it's a young individual. Maybe it's an old individual who's not thinking about it. And they shoot somebody that they know. Yeah, there's accidents. And again, there's no excuse for that. Everybody needs to have a good knowledge about how to handle a gun properly. But for every tiny percentile of that kind of thing happening, it is overwhelmingly dwarfed by the good that this tool, and that's all it is, Marty, it is a tool preservation. It is a tool to feed you and your family. It is a tool to keep the peace. It is a tool to remind others that you still have the rights. Folks, you've already seen that the First Amendment no longer applies. Marty, I, I've known about censorship my whole life, but the amount of censorship that we're under now is absolutely draconian. It matches anything and everything that I ever saw out of any fascist country. Whether we're talking Russia, Nazi Germany, I don't care. Pol Pot's, Vietnam, all these places. All of these places had one thing in common. Combination of censorship and gun control. And gun control... There's only one way I like to define gun control is people control. Now, don't get me wrong, Marty. I love gun control. I love it to death. But my definition of gun control and their definition are very different. Gun control, being able to hit your target. Mm -hmm. That's my definition of gun control. But their definition of gun control, well, common sense gun laws. Common sense. Yeah, my common sense says you've got no arguments to justify your BS. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the whole point of this entire show. Yes, they have plenty of nice tools now. They can kill you in so many wonderful ways. Right now, they're using a method called injection to do it. 
A lot of people are dying and are getting injured right now as we speak. And the fools continue to take it. All over a hoax that Marty and I have been exposing for a year. As a hoax. But anyway, that doesn't matter, right? People make their own choices. They suffer for them. It just irritates me when they affect their young people as well, who might have had a chance in hell if they didn't hadn't been born to stupid parents. But anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, now you got parents voluntarily giving up their little ones to be trial subjects. Do you know how friggin' barbaric that is? How unloving, how uncaring. Oh, how much am I going to get for letting my little Johnny and little Susie be the victim? Oh, really? Sounds great. Yeah, I'll sign that paperwork that says I won't sue you for hundreds of millions of dollars if something happens. If they want to disarm you, they've got a reason for wanting to disarm you. Folks, look at how they are acting right now in America with the 300-plus million guns that are currently out there. Now think how much worse it will get when those 300 million guns aren't. They have used school shootings over and over again as justification for disarmament. They've done it again and again. We know Sandy Hook was a hoax. I knew it within a couple days. All I needed to do was see a dad come out there laughing his ass off, then get into his proverbial character and... (laughs) My little one. Yeah. See, I've lost a baby. Came close to losing the ex-wife, too. And I'm telling you, you don't laugh. You don't laugh for weeks. You don't laugh for months. Sometimes it takes over a year before you laugh again. Gun control is about people control. You have been silenced on the Internet. You have been silenced in every way you can possibly imagine. You've been indoctrinated to be a slave, conditioned to accept a narrative without questioning known liars, are more than happy to go along with the orders of your corporate owners. I keep telling everybody this. You will not solve this problem with violence. Does that mean that you need to give up the guns? (laughs) Not in a million stinking years, especially now. The only thing that's going to stop all of this global insanity is a worldwide mass awakening of people to finally get their heads out of their asses and figure some things out and decide for themselves no more consent to tyranny. What happens when they start throwing temper tantrums? You need to do what I tell you to do or else. Or else what? Yeah, you can come down on me like a ton of bricks. 
And yes, they've done that to me, folks. But could they do it to 50 million of us? No. Because there wasn't 50 million of them. The problem is the 99% have rolled over, or at least 96% of them have. There's, there's at least 3% of us are not completely dunces. And we're standing up to the powers it should not be. And we're doing it fairly effectively, I would like to add. Now, Matt, what do you think would happen if there was millions and millions and millions more of us all throughout the country and throughout the planet? What would happen if we started arresting these war criminals and prosecuting for their war crimes? Hmm? Think maybe we might get a little bit of peace for a change? We wouldn't be sitting here with looking for an excuse to start another war for Vatican banking and military-industrial complex profits. We don't have to live like this, folks. I know everybody is living in fear now. I, re- I talk about it all the time. Trauma-based mind control. It's real, people. And with trauma-based mind control, it's all about manipulation. Put you in a perpetual state of fear where you cannot logically think. It's all terrorism, people. Terrorism. And the original definition of terrorism, by the way, was conditional government. It wasn't some quote-unquote little group of people over here or there. No. Terrorism by government. Look around you. Isn't that what you're experiencing right now? Look at the media paid for. Operation Mockingbird. They haven't lied to you. They've told you what they're going to do to the media. Movies, television shows, music, books. They have not lied to you about their final agenda at all. I've been watching them tell us all what they had planned for us for 35 stinking years solid. I've known about the conspiracy for 45, but I've been reading about it in their own words, in watching it, in their own productions for 35 of that. So when it shows up in my front doorstep, am I surprised by it? Not at all. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And then when you consent to it by not standing up, saying kiss off, what happens? They now have contract. Thank you. We appreciate taking a few more of your little proverbial rights. Not that slaves have rights, but that's beside the point. Back to you for a minute, Marty. You talked about, like, Sweden. Sweden, I believe, is the country where everyone by law is required to own a gun. You have to have one in-house. The the um, criminal activity there is virtually non-existent because the people are all armed. On the other side of that, Australia, about 15 years ago, outlawed guns. Everybody had to turn everything in. I work closely with Australians on the guardianship issue 
And all of them say that because they were disarmed, the crime is through the roof and they have no way to defend themselves. I think you need to think about that. And you talked about Sandy Hook. That was You talked about the, that guy laughing and then pretending he was a wounded father, you know, over his child. And I remember when that happened, that couple the morning after was on CNN. And her makeup is all on, her hair is all coiffed. They're both dressed to the nines, talking about what a wonderful child he was. If that had happened to my child, you'd still be trying to scrape me off the floor. I'd just be in pieces. There was so much that came out that showed that to be a hoax. Uh, The school that that happened at had been closed for two years. The new school was about a mile away. The children they showed in the line crying and hanging on to each other, being lined up out of the school, was at the new school, and they did a drill and scared those kids to death. They came out crying, and they didn't know what was happening, but that did not occur at that closed school. There were so many holes in that story that how anyone, anyone, could have concluded that this actually took place is beyond me. And I think that's something else that bothers me. The conspiracy theories that come out of the government are usually so thin, so easily taken apart, and yet they talk about we're conspiracy theorists. Oh, we got some wild, I can't tell you the number of things we have documented, (laughs) like the Gulf of Tonkin incidents that never took place under Johnson, who was going to nuke Egypt to take over Mideast oil, got called out on what he was doing, turned around and said, oh, wait a minute, it was Vietnam, and we never had a warship there to begin with. And Vietnam was so dirt poor, still is. They didn't have a boat, much less a big warship to to attack ours. Um, There's been so many, so many things that have come out of our government that turned out to be outright lies. 911, of course, one of the biggest ones in recent history, uh, aside from this COVID issue. 911, like I've talked about, 1,500 books laws on the books to deal with terrorism that were never invoked. The reason was because they all dealt with foreign terrorists. There were no foreign terrorists at 911. That was an inside job, so those laws could not be invoked. See how that works? So we came out with the Patriot Act, which, by the way, was actually written as a standalone law by Joe Biden some years ago. And Mitch McConnell took it almost verbatim and created the Patriot Act legislation, and they passed it. So who do you think we have sitting in the White House? What I've told you before, the only time terrorists or terrorist activities are mentioned is when there's a direct assault on the Constitution and your rights. You you have to look behind this stuff, people, and quit reading the title because the title seldom represents what's in the text. You have to go all the way through it to find out all the crap they're pulling on you. What they will do with these gun bills, if they can't get them through, they'll pass them on an omnibus bill, or they'll attach them as an amendment to some unrelated bill. This is why so many people have fought for years to make it a one-issue bill. That's all you can deal with is one issue. You mention anything else, it's void immediately. Um, Minnesota has a law like that. And we saw it violated last year with a huge bill that came out about um, nursing homes, foster care, wages, this, that, and something else. But there were like six different topics actually addressed in that bill. But, of course, we passed it anyway because, you know, what the heck? 
nobody was looking. But before that, they had tried to pass a bill there in Minnesota on gun control. They mentioned ammunition in the bill. They immediately struck the bill down. It had two issues in it. We have a one-issue law. So, you know, it can be done. But the reason nobody makes Washington do it is because this is the only way they get their corrupt deals through. Um, you go back, uh, Dirty Harry Reid, <coughs> passed the uh, S-510 Food Modernization Act. It couldn't stand on its own. Got voted down, so he put it, scrapped an old junk file bill that had been filed on junk recycling, added S-510 in as an amendment, and they passed it in the middle of the night, and see ya. Real ID. What the purpose is of this mess, I do not know. And, again, people flew mad back in 2003 and fought that and beat it into the ground. In 2005, they passed it in the middle of the night and woke up the next morning, and here we passed Real ID. I say what the purpose of this is is beyond me. Here again, it violates your constitutional right to travel freely without interference from the government. So bring us up to today. This COVID, they're talking about COVID passes. And if you don't have real ID or a certificate of vaccination, you can't board a plane. Why? And you can't enter a federal building. I'm helping to pay for those federal buildings. What do you mean I can't enter it? And you can't enter unless you have a mask on. No, I. there's no law that says I have to wear a mask. So... You sit there idly and you don't say anything. You wait for people like us to bring this out to the front. And then you slink back in the corner like you don't know anything. But it's going to take people standing up together and saying this is enough. John talked about us being actually being the government being foreign to us under the Trading with the Enemies Act. Roosevelt added on to that bill that the states were foreign as were the people, to the federal government. It was a clear statement. We're foreigners. The tr- states are treated as foreign to the federal complex. What is it you don't understand here? And again, I'm hearing these senators and representatives uh, just casually mention- mentioning the invisible boundaries between the states. If it wasn't for these these, uh, you, you know, these boundaries, and they really don't exist. You know, you know, they really don't exist. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But what they want is to get rid of state sovereignty. And under Obama, he set up nine regions with regional governors. So whatever states were like, say, in, in region three, he chose one of the governors out of that region to be the top governor. And they could override your governor. As far as I know, those are still in place. But you don't hear much about them. But this is, if you haven't caught on, we are under attack by our own government. I believe they call this democide. And until we take that government back and get it to perform the way it's supposed to, um, I don't know what's going to I just got a message here of <laughs> this government you hate so much. I don't hate anybody, thank you. 
This government you hate so much is going to give you another $1,400 stimulus check because they do care. No, they're trying to keep you quiet, you fool. And who do you think is going to pay for that? All this stimulus money, this bill is $1.9, what is it, billion or trillion? I don't know. I can't keep track of it. Who do you think is going to pay the bill on that? You think the wealthy are? They're off the hook all the way around, thanks to Trump. Corporations, 60%, we're already not paying any taxes, but getting huge multi-million dollar tax refunds. And thanks to Trump, now virtually none of them pay tax. And they were the ones that were supposed to be taxed. Who do you think is going to pay for this, the $7.2 trillion to bail out the banks? Who is going to pay for that? If you're standing up waving your hand, you're correct. It's you. It's me. It's John. We're going to pay the bill. You, there ain't nothing free. You keep tell, telling me. Nothing is free. And this money comes with a huge price tag on it. And it's to keep you from reopening your businesses, to keep you from socializing, to keep you quiet. See, I got some money. And that, yeah, that's called bribery. But there's so many things at play here. But going back to our topic tonight, taking apart our economy. They are, I'm, I'm telling you, this is an effort to take out a large portion of the population. And for those of us that are left, this is an effort to render us powerless. I don't know how bad it has to get for you stand up and say something, but apparently it's got to get a lot worse because mostly, mostly it's silence. Either that or you're going along with the program and you're wearing your mask because you care about me. If you cared about me, you'd take that mask off and act like a normal human being. But be careful what you support. Because it may be the thing that comes around and bites you. But go ahead, John. Well, Marty, I'll put it to you this way. The word government, as you've heard me say repetitively, that's Latin for mind control, gouverneur and mente. That's all it means, mind control. And you've got corporations masquerading as government, federal level, state level, local level. It's all the same, all the same. It's mind control, this concept of somebody needs to be there to boss me around and I need to do what I'm told or else. Folks, I'm telling you, it's beyond ridiculous. Now, with regards to Sandy Hook, I did want to bring this up. A retired sheriff named Wolfgang Halbig. A retired sheriff named Wolfgang Halbig has been exposing this from the start. He has been sued. And they didn't bother to ever come after him. He went in there with his evidence. The people that sued him never bothered to show up to the court case. He's been arrested for, quote-unquote, harassing the, quote-unquote, parents of the, quote-unquote, victims. Well, you know what I find so interesting, Marty, is somehow in that particular state, on that particular day, in the if no one died. But wait. I, I know. thought there was yeah. 21 people. What? Yep. And yet. Nobody died. How do you – somebody was 
dropped the ball on that one or somebody's telling the truth in a way that gets them off the hook. And John, Full. there there Go was ahead. no funerals when they were questioned about because there was a crew that went up there and they hit every cemetery in a hundred mile radius looking for the graves of these children because there was no funeral announcement, no memorial, no nothing. And the FBI's response, oh, we cremated all of them. Why would you do such a thing? And, yeah, they, they cremated them. That was the answer. They cremated them. You, I, I just yeah. – and the woman that was supposed to be the nurse at the school never worked there. Um, <laughs> there were so many holes in that story that Professor James Tracy lost his job at the University of Florida for outing all of this. He was fired from his job, and um, it just – he had a blog called Memory Hole, and uh, he took this thing apart piece by piece. And then that Adam Lanza um, – or not Adam Lanza, what was that boy that was supposed to have been killed? They kept showing his picture, and um, uh, that same picture was used over – I believe it was in Pakistan – a school shooting there, and he died over there too. And I mean, they kept it just went around. They got caught. They were using these crisis actors. That's who the parents were, and everything. Did you see the one where the one was the grieving father, and then they showed him um, with these troopers, like like military, and he's carrying a gun all a kilter, and everybody else has got it up on their shoulder, and he's now he's FBI at the same on the same day. And if you look at the aerial photographs. There's no activity at that school. There's vehicles parked there, but no ambulances and nobody scurrying around. You know, there's no excitement. There's no nothing. And this was a drill is all it was. It was a drill, and they sold it as a live event. But go ahead. I'm sorry. And again, the uh, they placed orders for the toilets to show up there several weeks in advance. Wolfgang, how big out did that? Uh you know, they had uh, the local um, um, hospitals where, you know, hey, we've got our chopper on standby. Tell us where you want us to go. Oh, we don't need you. We're fine. Excuse me? Again, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the fact that they ordered a certain amount of Christmas trees that were magically there that coincidentally corresponded with the quote-unquote death programming in the Batman movie. Again, pointing out Sandy Hook. We don't talk about the fact that uh, you are looking at uh, all of the issues associated with it with regards to just what happened afterwards. The endless call for gun control. You look at the quote-unquote guy that was supposedly the doctor giving his little commentary did that look like a doctor or a professional in any way, shape, or form? He looked like a loon. He looked like a loon. And then here you got all these quote-unquote people that supposedly saw all this blood and all the dead bodies. And, of course, the fact that uh, they were all declared dead two minutes after the uh, you know, shooting supposedly took place. And they're all out there eating their lunch and just having a good old time and – Folks, if you've never been in a combat zone and actually seen bodies in blood, you really don't have an appetite for lunch. Peace. I don't know how to make it any clearer. 
And he had photographs of the sign, sign here, sign in. Would any of that shit happen in real life, in a real situation? Of course not, not in a million years. The one girl, the one crying girl that lost her sister, the teacher, or whatever it was, she keeps showing up. This woman has talent, I'm telling you. She finds every single quote-unquote major event of terrorist nature. She seems to magically find herself in that location at that key point in time. She's either really unlucky or she's just what you said, a crisis actor. Three guesses which one we think she is. And yeah, you were right about that young boy that they used a picture in America and overseas. Same photo. The problem is we're not asking questions. Why do they want people disarmed? That, Marty, is the key question for tonight's show. Why do they want us unarmed? Yes, it's psychological. That's part of it. But it's also the recognition that if enough people get pissed off enough, they will actually exercise their right. And remember, folks, here's what you better realize. You know, I'm going to be stomping on toes, and I'm probably going to get a visit from the three-letter agencies. What does your quote-unquote constitution say? You don't like your government? Change it. That simple. That simple. Don't like your government? Then change it. What are they telling you to do? They're telling you what they're going to do to you. They're not hiding anything. You don't have to sit there and wonder. Even Bill Gates and Fauci are admitting their mask is bullshit. Bill Gates is blatantly telling you, yeah, the injection is about killing people. He's not lying! How do you get through to people that are that brainwashed? Good for me. Going to flatten that curve in two weeks. <laughs> A year later, here we still are. Yeah, folks. It really, really, really is time to wake up. Oh, and on that side note, that quote-unquote proverbial 1200, yeah, you only get that if you're one of their 14th Amendment corporate debt slaves. If you don't subscribe to that, I promise you they're not putting checks in the mail for you. So, yeah, y'all can keep on believing that your government loves you. Yes, Piper Smoochum. Or you can figure some things out. I'm controversial for a reason because I speak brutal truth based on facts. Marty's the same way. We don't pull our punches. We don't put blinders on. We don't put our fingers in our ears. And we damn sure don't cover our mouths when we have something to say. We are trying to save your life, people. Whether you appreciate that dirty little truth or not, that is what Marty Oakley and John Lacrone are currently doing for your benefit. Because John and Marty, we can stay shut up, wouldn't be harassed, bothered by government agents and all the other criminals in actions, cocaine importing agency, CIA. None of these people do life and say, yeah, 
Let them go to hell. They deserve death anyway. They're idiots. The crime syndicate calls it useless eaters. What do they call their little tools? Useful idiots. Now, you can be one of those two categories, or you can be the third category that says, you know what? I see what's going on, and I'm not going to play either role for those other two, and I'm going to stand against you. Molly's doing her part. John's doing his. What are you doing to save your own life? Plus the lives of your friends, your families, your neighbors. Are you even doing anything? Well, I shared his Facebook meme last week. Uh-huh. But, John, if I go and talk to the city council and try to expose it, they might threaten me with jail. <laughs> and? Conspiracy theorists. Just point them to me and remind them I'm a conspiracy analyst, okay, if that's what bothers you. It really is. Because when I file my court cases, I don't pull my punches. I put the facts in there. Filed under the pains and penalties of perjury, to the best of my knowledge and belief, which means I'm going to jail if I'm lying. I haven't gone to jail, folks, for a reason. Nobody's challenged a single sentence, much less the page after page of criminal charges I bring against these people regularly. I'm dealing with a family right now that five young people abducted. God, I got 30 at least felonies committed by these people. Felonies. And yeah, we're going after them. This has to end. I am sick of it beyond comprehension. What bothers me isn't that the criminals are acting like criminals. No, I expect criminals to act like criminals. That isn't shocking to me. What blows my mind is the people roll over and say, okay, they're the government, they know best. And we wonder why they don't stop. Put a few of them on public trial. Hang a few of them, for God's sake, after conviction. Put them against a firing squad. Think they'd still be acting the fool about that time? Oh, shit. The people woke up. Why do you think they're disarming you? Because some of us have woken up and we're doing our damnedest to wake the rest of y'all up. That ladies and gentlemen, is the hardcore truth. We can live in a wonderful, peaceful world where nobody feels threat, nobody feels any duress, especially from their quote-unquote employees who've turned into their corporate masters. servitude to my corporate owners. I love the United States Incorporated. They're great. They bomb countries, murder millions of people, and they give me $1,400 a year after putting me out of work 
Do you see the hypocritical bullshit, folks? Can you see it at all? God, I don't know how to make it any clearer than this. Your life is in danger. Some people have never figured it out. They're dead now. They've taken the injection. They're now pushing up daisies. Do I have sympathy for them? Probably not much. Because for a year, Marty and I have been telling you it's a hoax. And for six damn months, we've been telling you whatever they're going to offer you, you don't want to take it. And yet we have all these people. Oh, we've only got 10% of the country vaccinated now, and that's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. That's an injection to change your genetics. But I need to get it. From a man that tells you he's using it to murder people, he's openly stated it on the record, not once. I've seen it at least twice. And I'm sure there's other videos out there where he said the same thing, too. We just haven't come across them yet. Bill Gates is not lying to you. As he tells you, his goal is to murder you. Fauci is not lying to you. And you've heard me say this on this show before, and I'll say it again. You two fucks come after me. Take me to court. You have no clue how many mountains of evidence I got against the two of you criminals. I am ready for you people. They won't hit me for slander. Mm-mm. They know. Why are they doing what they're doing? Because there's an agenda behind it. But why are they telling you what they're actually doing? Because then they can simply say, hey, look, I told them that I was doing this. You know, they went along with it. Is it my fault that they're morons? Life people. They're trying to shorten it for their beautiful New World Order agenda, wonderful planet, where very few ultra-rich and a few token slaves will enjoy all the wealth and resources of this planet while the rest of you rot in the ground. And again, they told you this. They put it in stone. Georgia. Georgia Guidestones, people. They're not lying to you. Gun control is about people control. It's about genocide. Nothing complicated about that simple statement. Before every single example of genocide in history, there was always one final step. Actually, there were generally two. One, control the narrative, a.k.a. censorship. Two, disarmament. And for the last three years, what have we had? Mountains of censorship getting progressively worse. Even under the Savior Trump! Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now what are they doing? Look at the laundry list of things that they want to disarm you. When Mario's sitting there talking about all of these wonderful, quote-unquote, countries that don't have guns, criminals just walk in. Don't care that the family's watching TV. Doesn't matter. Because criminals, they don't follow gun laws. Only good slaves follow gun laws. And this is a very old conversation, by the way. A very old one. See, I'm, I think, 53. And I remember as a teenager, I had a T-shirt. As a teenager. When guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. That was 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. Think this is a new argument? No. Do you think it's a coincidence that the 1968 Gun Control Act seemed to magically mirror the Nazi Gun Control Act from 30 years earlier? You think that's a coincidence? Make matters worse, here's a dirty little secret. You know, all those proverbial bank robberies we used to talk about from the 1930s? Is there something that doesn't get talked about? Some of the things those bank robbers were doing, do you know what they were? I'll tell you. Pull out the cash and the mortgages. They put the mortgages in the middle of the room and burned them. Because they knew then what we know now. This is nothing more than a regurgitation of the 1930s depression. I've told you about this again and again, folks. It's called vulture capitalism. It's a business model. 1933 bankruptcy of U.S. Inc., well, we had to do it again, and we did. The dollar's dead. You folks better have some seeds. You better have some stored food. You better be paying attention. There is a food shortage now, not six months from now. There is a food shortage now. Better have something other than green presidents and a cloth, Federal Reserve note, negotiable debt instruments. Because tomorrow they can say, you know what, your negotiable debt instruments are worth 10 cents on the dollar, or they can say, you know what, they're worthless, the Fed's done. And by the way, with regards to the Fed being done, you do folks realize that the Federal Reserve System failed a few days ago? They shut down the whole system for a couple days? Do you think that was a coincidence? to match the global economic reset Marty and I have been talking about for six months. There's no such thing as coincidence, folks. All we can do is bring you the evidence, put it in front of your face, and say, here it is. Look for yourself. This isn't conspiracy theory. Marty and I are conspiracy analysts. I have no idea how long Marty's been studying this. I've been studying it since I was six. I've been all over this like a cheap suit since I was 12. 
trust me, it took a lot of digging to get my facts. But when they finally came out, all of a sudden, the whole world made absolutely perfect sense. There was absolutely no confusion in John's mind anymore. Well, why isn't the Constitution working? The Constitution isn't for you. It never was. You were enslaved at birth. You're a slave now, and you will die a slave until you stop acting like a slave. And stop consenting to the tyranny. Back to you, Marty. There is so much behind all of this in such a long history. And people have been warning for years, absolutely decades, that this was coming and pointing out what was going on and where it was going off the rails. And over those decades, we have become more and more separated from the federal government. When I see what happens out in D.C. now, the bills that are discussed, the things that they pass, the politicizing of offices and agencies, this isn't supposed to happen. And it is happening when I see that, and having recently graduated too from high school, they're not taught anything about how government actually works. And they're taught all this rah-rah stuff like, you know, I was eons ago. Um, about what a wonderful country we were and how we were the best country in the world and, you know, we were going to save everybody. Everybody wanted to be us at one time. They may have. But now we are regarded as, as the largest terrorist organization on the earth. We are hated far and wide. This isn't who we are supposed to be. But we've lived this illusion, the delusion, because it was spoon-fed to us. But even back when I was in high school, they didn't teach you how government actually worked. We didn't actually learn about the Constitution. We knew about it, and they brushed by it. But there was no actual study of it. That document is actually 332 pages long. And yet, 99 out of 100 people think it's one page with the Bill of Rights on it. They don't know all those other pages are there. All these other things are in there. And I say agree with it or not, it's all that we have. And we have nothing else. When I look at laws that get passed, both state and federally, that are unconstitutional, not only by standards in the federal constitution, but in the state's constitution. And there again, the number of people that I have encountered that had no idea their state had a constitution. How can that possibly be? But they don't. They had no idea their state had a constitution. So we're at a crossroads here. We're either going to stand up and do something, anything, because John and I can talk forever, as you've figured out. But if you don't get up and present yourself, we're just talking to the air. And But when I see people, as John, as I've said on previous shows, I have never seen the American public so desperate to believe this crap coming out of government uh, about this virus. I have never, I think it, it in itself is a study in a psyops because nothing about this bears any resemblance to the truth. They've been caught inflating figures of deaths, converting every kind of death into COVID, 
We don't know who did, who didn't. They haven't identified any virus. How could they possibly identify a mutated strain? But the important questions that should be asked don't get asked. And how much of this is it going to take before you realize you've been played? And why were you so willing to go along with the game? That I don't understand. You can call me names and, you know, you've been on the head and blah, 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 blah. Why weren't you on there sorting things out or trying to? Why weren't you doing your homework and your research? Why weren't you? And you're going to call me names? Scream fake news? And I'm always surprised at how quickly pick up on the, people pick up on this jingoism. Oh, that's fake news. That's fake news. <laughs> I swear I had to slap people in, on Facebook. One more time, you print fake news, and I'm going to have to just, oh. And conspiracy theorists, this was a term coined by the CIA to marginalize people who questioned the lies they were telling. And this started after the Kennedy assassination. And all these decades later, all these decades later, and they still won't tell the truth about that assassination. They still won't. They were supposed to seal everything till twenty, the year 2000, and then they would release that. They still never have. Because, again, you'd find out who the real terrorists are, and they're all getting paid by us. And I think that's really the sick part of this. <laughs> we're paying our own executioners. I don't know how more twisted that has to get. But you know, in all these federal agencies, uh, the thing that strikes me, the, the corruption that gets outed by whistleblowers, and then the agency in their heads retaliate against them. They push people to the point of suicide. They have ruined their lives. They've done, we're paying for all of that. We're paying for these people to lie to us. We are paying, if they do get like charged and taken to court, we're paying for their attorneys. If they get fined or have to pay restitution, we pick up the bill for that. And to make sure they still have all their retirement, they're allowed to resign instead of being fired from their job so they can keep all their benefits. We're paying for that. We are paying for the CDC to inflate numbers to lie to us about this vaccine that isn't a vaccine, we're paying them to do this. How sick is this going to get? And every day comes a new attack on our rights, our freedom to travel, to associate, to talk to one another. And again, getting back to what we're talking about tonight, it's almost complete now we'll come after the Second Amendment, totally disempower you, leave you feeling powerless, which will be psychologically devastating to the country. Like I say the Second Amendment is the underpinning to the whole show. <clears throat> Your right to defend yourself against a tyrannical government. I don't care who's sitting in the White House. We are living under tyranny. When a president can sit and write 40, 50 executive orders in a day. That's lawmaking. A president of the United States has no authority whatsoever to do that. 
but the chief executive officer of the corporation does. If you go back to George Doofus Bush, Bush number two, whenever they were very careful when they primed him for public speaking, whenever he was speaking as president of the United States, they referred to him as Mr. President. When he was speaking as the corporate officer, he was referred to as the chief executive. They were telling you plainly in what capacity he was speaking. Was he speaking as president under the Constitution, or was he speaking as the head officer of the corporation? Very careful about which words they used. Like I say, a president has no authority to issue executive orders. That's lawmaking. That is reserved for Congress. All bills must originate in the House. But they bypass all of that, and he issues an executive order. This, this is lawmaking by the president. This is illegal, unconstitutional. And there again, there sits your Supreme Court quiet. Doesn't say a word. They got opinions on everything else, but not on that. And here's the other thing. If they can't shove these bills through, I guarantee you either this president or the one to follow will pass gun control by executive order. And every state will abide by it. Except for we have some sheriffs out there. Uh, I think, isn't it Virginia that's trying to get rid of the sheriffs? Uh, because they are elected, they can't be brought up under Homeland Security. Their department can be, and all the police departments are, of course. They're under the direction and control of Homeland Security since 2003. But these sheriffs that stood up and said, my job is to defend the Constitution of the United States, and I can't go along with this. So they've got some problem spots here and there, but (coughs) the other side of it is, there are too many sheriffs that will go along with it. Their job being more important and the prestige that comes with it than anything as bothersome as the Constitution. But considering, John, the number of gun owners in this country, I just I don't see this thing going down without a fight, and I hate to say that. On that one hand, you know, please stand up. Please, for God's sake, stand up. But on the other hand doing so what will that what will that entail I want to add one last thing here before I turn this back to you John a lot of people have questioned the presence of the military in DC and then there was a video that was circulated around showing these uh, military transports and these big buses and the claim was that they had arrested 150 congressmen no they didn't And they were holding them in. No, they are not. Um, They were taking, there was almost 40,000 troops brought into D.C. after January 6th. More than 10,000 of them were taken back out. The remaining 25,000 or so are still there. But they did this between 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning. And that was to not disrupt traffic, not draw too much attention to what they were doing. But somebody videoed it and said, oh, they're arresting congressmen and senators. Please, for God's sake, get a grip. No, they didn't. They were removing this excess personnel. I asked, why would the military still be there? And it's because this Proud Boy bunch 
has posted that they intend to show up in D.C., date unannounced, and blow up the House of Representatives while it is in session. And that's why the military is still there. And I got confirmation on that, that those threats were made. I... I guess, John, what I don't understand is here they're attacking our rights, the First Amendment, Second Amendment. Of course, the Fourth and Fifth Amendments have been violated so bad that they might as well just take a big eraser and scrub those out. And nobody says anything. But you take an idiotic president like Trump that can incite this kind of violence and viciousness in the public. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? I get so tired, you know, we talk and we talk and we talk, and you bring so much to these shows in background and history and knowing the law. And no, we are not practicing law. Get off it. And yet what excites people is a consummate con man, a bully, a blowhard, a pathological liar, an amoral, misogynistic, womanizing goofball I think it speaks to the dumbing down of America but that's just my opinion go ahead John well Marty let me add a couple things real quick first of all slaves don't have rights they have privileges um, one, one thing I want to point out is this with these injections and all this agenda that we've got behind the shutting down the economy, it's more and more people are going to get desperate. They're going to be able to be pushed farther and farther in the direction that the syndicate wants. Because the crime syndicate needs its people, its victims to be defenseless and submissive. It's that simple. I don't have to get into any hardcore details on it. You all can see it every day as you walk outside and see the slaves walking around asphyxiating themselves and bowing down to their owners. Filling out the paperwork on April the 15th and all the other crazy shit that they do. But, Marty, one of the things that you, again, folks, look at what happened after Sandy Hook. All these states passed gun control laws. And you had all these people that says, okay, here's my 30-round magazines. Here's my, quote-unquote, assault. And assault is a term for an action. Again, ridiculous connotations. And again, they play games with the wording. But these people, without any of this background of what we're dealing with now, Gave that stuff up willingly under the threat of being labeled a quote-unquote domestic terrorist or being labeled a felon. You will do this or else. And the slave submitted. Now, if you're desperate enough, You don't have any food in your stomach and haven't had for three or four days. And somebody says, well, come on in. We built these FEMA camps just for you, by the way. But no, you got to turn in your guns as you're walking through the gate. Sign this paper here that says you will 
you know, be taken care of, but you will own nothing. And be happy! World Economic Forum. Guess what? A very high percentage of the quote-unquote rebellious Americans are going to submit. Desperation makes them do a lot of crazy stuff. When I sit here and point out that they've declared war on you, there's a war on food. Folks, have you not figured out this war on food is a lot more than just what's in the news? Because they're not telling you a word about it. In certain channels, you can read all about it. It's very easy to find. Take, for instance, this mess in Texas last week. Do you folks not realize how important Texas is to food production? Cattle? Grains? That was a natural occurrence? The freezing of that area? You think that was God up there having a temper tantrum? They've been doing weather warfare since the 1970s. That's 50 years, people. Trust me, they've gotten better since 1968. There was a group that was doing it in um, Vietnam. You know what their slogan was? Make mud, not war. That was their slogan. And it worked in a lot of different ways. Weather warfare is real, people. Don't believe me? The United Nations wrote a bill about it, and that was 30 years ago. I remember reading it back in the 90s. You John, can't do weather warfare one there second. Is also, you can't do Go wait. ahead. I was just going to say. Cannot do weather war, you cannot do weather <laughs> warfare on other countries, but you can do it on your own. Go ahead, Marty. The United States Air Force um, published a document, testified in front of the Senate. I wrote about it a few years ago. The document is called Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. They testified to the Senate, and it's in their document. You can look it up. That says that they can now alter and cause rain, floods, freezing temperatures, drought. Um, They can do whatever, and it's, of course, to help win wars. Apparently, the war is against the American public because guess where they're using it? You've got 17 floating harp stations in the northern Atlantic. They work in conjunction with Gokonka, Alaska, where the big harp installation is. They claim they've shut that one down. I don't believe it for a minute. But they can hit anybody anywhere with these floating harp stations. And this is where they use the antennas to shoot an electrical charge up into the ionosphere it bulges and snaps it back, and they can, by you know trajectory, determine where it's going to come back down. And this thing they're talking about, polar vortexes, this is HARP. There is no such thing, never was, as a polar vortex till they installed HARP. So you need to think about whether is a weapon, and they are using it against us. So consider that. But anyway, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. No, Marty, I'm glad you brought it up. We've been talking about chemtrails. 
Okay. They call it geoengineering. They denied it in the 80s. They denied it in the 90s, but we were talking about it in the 80s. Oh, that's just, uh, you know, crap coming out of the back of an aircraft. It doesn't mean anything. That's just, came, came, you know, just uh, air and the water. Yeah, right. That's why it's in checkerboard patterns, and magically the weather seems to change in a different way. And I saw it in real here just last week, Marty. I was enjoying a walk on the beach in Florida with my family and friends. I was enjoying it. It was a beautiful day out, and yet we saw the craft had been put out, and all of a sudden we saw the crap continue to grow and become this, you know, long story short, it was raining by the time we were ready to leave. Uh, Just changed the whole world. This is not news, people. It shouldn't be news to any of you listeners. If you've been listening to Marty and I for any period of time, we talked about this a lot. Your world is not going to be ever going back to the previous decade. 2019 is so far ancient history, you cannot begin to fathom it. The global economic system is real. They're changing it over. And if you're counting on your Federal Reserve notes to save your ass, you're done. If you think your investments in the stock market are going to carry you today, (laughs) just go ahead and write it off now. Folks, the people that are in charge are stealing everything. Everything. And all of you, quote-unquote, useless eater, 14th Amendment corporate debt slaves, you're not needed because you have a legitimate claim against all the things that they've taken from you. Well, how are they going to regurgitate this economy? Easy. Marty and I have been talking about it for years. Kill off the old people. Brings in a lot of properties that makes them available. Marty's told you, Bill Gates has been buying real estate, farmland. You think it's because he plans on running a tractor out in the back 40? No, it's about control. You control countries with oil. You control people with food. And one way you can control populations is by making sure that A, they're desperate and hungry, and B, they're disarmed. It really, really, really is past time to wake up to that truth. Marty, back to you. Close out the show. Oh, and one final note. Y'all need to be sending some money to Marty. She's still doing some incredible work. Well, for all you people out there that think guns ought to be banned, I, I, I don't know what happened in your mind. You've watched the police. If we're going to ban guns anywhere, ban them with the police department. They're executing people daily in the street. No judge, no jury, no conviction. You moved wrong. We thought you had something in your hand. We were fearful for our lives. That works for them, but it doesn't work for you. Uh, this is, I don't know how this came to be. It was built partly on the terror behind 911. The people became so reticent and acceptable um, and, and accepting of these things. 
fearful for your life apparently only works if you're a policeman. If you're a private citizen in your home and somebody's breaking in, being fearful for your life apparently is not reason enough to use a handgun or any other gun. You shouldn't be doing that. We'll be safer if you're not. You'll be robbed and probably left for dead, but at least you won't have used a gun. I, You know, as I said, you know, if people are intent on killing you, they're going to find a way. They're going to strangle you, poison you, hit you with a hammer, beat you to death, um, stab you. They're going to do whatever. That gun is simply a tool, no different than the other things I've mentioned. And by the way, pharmaceuticals kill tens of thousands of people every year. People who took it as they were prescribed. Vaccines kill in the thousands every year. And yet there's no effort to ban any of these. Vioxx, 50,000 people a year before they pulled it off the market. How bad does it have to get? Yet at cars, do uh, you remember Ralph Nader on the Ford Valiant, unsafe at any speed? If it hadn't been for him, they'd have still been selling Valiants and people would have been getting killed driving one. But this is what I'm saying. All these other things out there that can take your life under various circumstances, intentional or unintentional, and yet they don't want you having the right to defend yourself, and that's what you need to concentrate on here. What they're doing is not taking away your right to own a gun because it'll make everybody safer. They're taking away your right to own a gun because it'll make you more vulnerable, more accepting, more obedient. You have no way to defend yourself. Some states have stand-your-ground laws. Any gun legislations, I would imagine, would effectively strike those down. A difference is being made between a simple rifle or shotgun and what they call an assault weapon. A gun is a gun is a gun. A gun by any other name is still a gun. And the, see, this is the whole thing that they're playing on you. And I say, and one of the, and I think it's number 22 on the list. And they never know when they leave home if they're going to um, go to the hospital or go to the morgue or make it home that day. Neither do people that encounter them. They don't know if they're going to go to the hospital, the morgue, or make it home that day. They don't know. This is a situation that's been created by government, and we have allowed to continue, and we've got to stop it. We need our policemen returned to being the heroes of our communities instead of being a threat and something to fear. It shouldn't be this way. But anyway, I hope you'll do your part in fighting this gun control nonsense. This is not for your benefit, not at all. I want to remind everyone these shows are brought to you in coordination with Marcel Reed and the Whistleblower Summit taking place this year, July 29th through the 31st. It will be online video again because of this faked up virus. But we did pretty good last year, so we're on it. And for everybody else, for God's sake, get a brain, will you? (laughs) Please get a brain. Think this stuff through. Do your research. Look at both sides, not just the side that's conducive to your thinking. Look at both sides. Compare the information. It's out there. It's out there. They haven't gotten to it all yet. Thank you for being here. 
We'll be back again next week, and heaven knows what me and John are going to be talking about then, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. John, thank you for being here, and good night, everyone. Good night, Walt.